Episode 20, How to Grow Cilantro Microgreens. You're listening to the Microgreens Entrepreneur Podcast, where the aim is to help you start, grow and improve any microgreens business. I'm your host, Brian Faulkner, owner of a microgreens business that I operate out of my own home. Stay tuned and welcome along. Hey guys, thanks for joining me on another episode of the Microgreens Entrepreneur Podcast. Hope you're doing well and you're having a nice week. On today's episode, I'm going to explain how to grow cilantro microgreens, or coriander as we call it here in Europe. To save any confusion, I'm going to call it cilantro for the duration of the episode. I'm going to go through my method of growing cilantro microgreens and stay tuned and I'll let you know in my secrets on how I can grow them with pretty much no seed holes on them. And by the end of the episode, you're going to be able to do that as well. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by TrueLeafMarket.com. TrueLeafMarket has a really vast array of really high quality and well-priced microgreen seeds and equipment. Since starting the podcast, I've been able to create a close relationship with the guys there and I'm completely confident in recommending their microgreen seeds and equipment. They've also been generous enough to create a special discount of 5% for all of the listeners of the Microgreens Entrepreneur Podcast. All you have to do to avail of that discount is type in the code MGE5 at the checkout. The code again is MGE5. Alright, so I made an episode on how to grow microgreens back in episode 4 and it seemed to have went down pretty well even though teaching the actual growing of microgreens is a fairly visual thing. So we'll try cilantro here today and we'll see how it goes and I'll try and describe the actions as best I can so you can get a picture of it in your head. So cilantro is one of the more difficult microgreens to grow and I picked it to focus on because we get a lot of questions under the pictures of it that we put on Instagram on how there's never any seed holes on ours. Cilantro is a good microgreen to grow if you're looking to target restaurants with your business. Chefs seem to love cilantro, so it's a good microgreen to become good at growing. I don't sell it to anyone else, only chefs, because it actually takes a lot longer to grow than the likes of radish, sunflower, pea shoots, broccoli, and you don't get a great yield from it compared to those either. So if you have a really small space like I have, I would only grow it for chefs if they actually ask you for it. I love the taste of cilantro myself. I love having it in rice and burritos and it goes great with all Mexican food. And I was trying to think of how to describe the taste of it for this episode of the podcast. And I just couldn't think of a way of describing it. So I just done a search for it on Google for the taste of it to get an idea on how to describe it. And so the whole first page of search results reads something like... Why does cilantro taste like soap to so many people? Now I never heard this before so I looked into it and seemingly it's genetic. So there's a part of the cilantro leaves that does have a slight soapy flavour to it and for a small percentage of the population this flavour is really accentuated for them because of their genes. So there you go, I hope you're not one of these people and you're able to enjoy that nice cilantro flavour. Alright so let's get down to growing cilantro microgreens. From start to finish it's going to be 21 days give or take to grow cilantro to the point that you want it. With cilantro microgreens we want the first true leaf just starting to come onto the plants. To start you're going to need two trays, one with holes and one without holes. For this tutorial let's assume that you're using 10 by 20 inch growing flats. You're going to need some soil. 
I recommend using a coconut coir based compost if you can get your hands on it. Then this next material is optional and that is vermiculite. Vermiculite is a natural product that comes from the earth. I'll explain what we're going to use it for in a minute. We're going to need some cilantro seed. There's two types of cilantro seed, whole seed and split seed. A whole cilantro seed actually has two seeds in it. Maybe there's three. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But there's definitely two or three seeds in one whole cilantro seed. Don't buy these seeds would be my recommendation. Make sure you buy split seed. Split seed is much easier to grow and manage. And with split seed, you'll only have one plant coming up per seed. And split seed cilantro will germinate a little bit quicker than whole seed. I've noticed that some people have bought whole seed to grow microgreens with because they didn't know which to buy and really seed companies probably shouldn't list whole cilantro seed in the microgreen section and what i've also noticed is some posts of people spending a lot of time trying to split the whole seeds themselves after they've bought them and that gets me thinking about a term that maybe you are or aren't familiar with and that is sunk cost bias so if you don't know already sunk cost bias is our tendency to continue investing in a losing proposition because it's already cost us money or time. So let's say for example that you're at a football match that you've spent a hundred euro on a ticket to go and see. You go to the match but then it starts pouring rain just before the game starts. So then really you don't want to go out to the stand and watch the game in the pouring rain because it's pouring rain, it's cold it's, and it's miserable. And there's a nice pub just down the road with a nice fire blazing and you'd much rather leave the stadium, go to the pub and watch the match by the fireplace. But what do you do? Well, if you're like the rest of us, you probably zip up your jacket and head out to the stadium to get soaked because you've already invested €100 Euro in that ticket. Even though you'd much rather watch the game by the nice cosy fireplace in the pub. So that's some cost bias. So let's look at how this is relatable when you're trying to split your own cilantro seeds. Cilantro seeds are fairly cheap and whole and split seeds are pretty much the same price. So let's say you're after buying a pound of whole cilantro seeds for $15. At the time you didn't realise you would have been better off with your split seed. So now you're left with two options. Split all the seed yourself or cut your losses and spend another $15 and get a pound of split seed. Unfortunately the majority of us are going to persevere with that bag of whole seed and spend I don't know maybe hours trying to split it all ourselves. I went over the best way in my opinion how to price your microgreens back in episode 7 and to come up with a price for your microgreens you have to put a value on your time so let's say that you value your time at $25 an hour and then I'm just throwing out a number here it could be more or less but let's say you spend three hours splitting all that whole seed that you bought instead of just cutting your losses and buying the split seed that has cost you $75 in your time, where you could have just spent $15 on split seed and cut your losses. So my recommendation if you've bought whole seed because you didn't know which to buy is to use it in the garden or give them away to someone else who wants them. Alright, so I got a little bit off the topic of growing there, so let's get back to it. You'll notice that your cilantro seeds have a really hard shell and if you were to chew them you could agitate a filling in your teeth. Because they're so hard then, the baby plants when they sprout, they have a hard time shaking off and breaking this shell because it's so hard. So if you think about a radish seed, that's soft and when it's damp, after the radishes have sprouted, the seed shell will break up easily between your fingertips. Cilantro seeds won't do this for you, they'll stay rock hard until the bitter end, they're tough cookies. 
So we have our supplies now and we won't be soaking our seeds beforehand. It's not necessary. You can trust me on that. So you're going to take your tray with holes and put it inside your tray with no holes. This is so that we can water from the bottom later on when the leaves of the plants are developed and we want to keep them dry. Then you're going to fill the tray with holes up with about a half an inch of compost spread it out nice and evenly across the whole tray and then press it down with something then so the compost is flat you're going to water it then before putting any seed in and you want to water it just enough so it's nice and damp but not soggy then you're going to sprinkle your seeds evenly all over your soil for a 10 by 20 inch seed tray i recommend using 43 grams of split cilantro seed i sow my seeds pretty dense and i get good results at this rate if you've got a different size tray and you want to work out the seed density that I use, if you want to try that, you can go over to microgreensentrepreneur.com forward slash seed calculator and you'll be able to download a seed calculator there that will give you the seed density that I use in the top 10 most popular microgreens that I grow. And that will work for you no matter what size your seed tray is. Okay, so you've weighed out your 43 grams of seed and yeah, you're going to spread it as evenly as you can all over your soil. You want to press the seed down then with your hand or something flat you don't have to press it too hard you just want to make sure that there's good soil to seed contact it's at this point then that i see a lot of people making a mistake a lot of people then will just spray the seeds with water and stack a tray on top of them and put some weight on the tray and that's it they're ready to go but that's not what we're going to do here that's how you get problems with seed holes clinging to the leaves if you do it that way i guarantee you that your cilantro microgreens will grow with the seed holes stuck to the leaves what we're going to do is we're going to cover our seeds with either soil or vermiculite i'll explain why in a second but if you're going to use soil for this it's gonna have to be a really fine soil a coconut choir based one if possible i use a product called classman peat free organic seed compost it's really good so then my secret to growing seed hullless cilantro microgreens if hullless is even a word and it's fairly basic to be honest so you're gonna cover your seeds now with either your compost or vermiculite you're going to cover your seeds with a layer of about a half or three quarters of an inch of your compost or your vermiculite. That's the secret. I'll explain the difference between the soil and vermiculite method in a second, but they both serve the same purpose. By covering the seeds with one of them, your cilantro microgreens are they're going to grow without the seed holes attached to the leaves. So how does this happen? Well, if you just picture in your mind for a second the way that a seedling grows. So when your cilantro microgreen first starts growing, a root comes out of the shell and goes downwards into the soil. Then the shoot comes out of the seed shell. Now when it's under the soil, it doesn't just grow straight up leaves first. The shoot kind of comes up through the soil, hunched over with its back in the air, if you can picture that. So if you picture the letter U and you picture it turned upside down, that is your cilantro shoot. It's still under the ground at this point, so one end of the shoot is connected to the root. On the other end of the shoot are the two cotyledon leaves. At the moment, the two cotyledon leaves have the cilantro seed hole connected to them. So then if you picture the shoot starting to push itself up above the soil to find the sunlight, it comes up through the soil hunched over back first so if you picture the upside down you coming out of the soil it's basically the middle part of the stem that gets pushed out of the soil first the two cotyledon leaves then are coming out after it and they are coming out of the soil backwards so the very tips of the leaves will be the last part of the plant to come out of the soil because of this then and 
because the seeds are buried, when the cotyledon leaves are coming out of the soil backwards with the seed hole attached, they have to make their way through that half inch of soil. So it's a struggle for the plant to get through that. The plant will make it through, but the great thing here is that when the plant's on its way out of the soil, the soil will grip the seed hole and keep it in the ground. It'll keep the seed hole in the ground and the cotyledon leaves will be out of the ground seed hullless. I'm not sure if I made a good job of describing that, but I hope it makes sense. Let's go back now before this actually happens. So I mentioned that you can either cover your seeds with a half inch or three quarters of an inch of soil or vermiculite. Soil will work good for this if it's very fine and airy. If you've got a really sticky soil made up of big clumps and it doesn't crumble in your hands, what's going to happen if you do this method of covering the seeds is the seedlings will just push the whole top layer up into the air. The shoots won't be able to break through it and they will get smothered eventually and die. So if you can't find a really Really nice fine and airy soil what you can do is use the vermiculite that i talked about to cover the seeds vermiculite works great it does the exact same job at getting the seed holes off the leaves and it's guaranteed to work and it's nice and airy so the shoots will come up through it pretty easy so now with that explained after you've covered your seed with either soil or vermiculite water it again to wet that top layer same deal as before just enough so it's nice and damp but not soggy and then you're done with the planting part there's no need to stack anything on top then for weight because the seeds are buried and the shoots of cilantro are delicate it just doesn't need any extra weight on top i'll actually use these trays as the weight on top of another stack of trays that do need weight i don't put a dome or any type of cover on either and so you're going to leave your tray now and let the seeds start germinating at an average temperature of about 20 degrees Celsius or 65 degrees Fahrenheit, you're going to start seeing the shoots starting to break through the soil or vermiculite after about 8 days give or take. In the period between day 1 and day 8, you want to check how the soil or vermiculite on top feels. If it feels like it's getting a bit dry, water it from the top. I'll usually water the soil from the top about once or twice between day 1 and day 8. I just use a basic mini watering can with your basic sprinkler nozzle on the end of the spout for this. So then on day 8 or whenever you're starting to see the shoots coming up through the soil, water the tray again from the top. And what I do now is I raise the watering can high in the air and pour water on the soil that way. If you have a hose hooked up with a sprinkler type nozzle hooked up to it, you can use that. And what we're trying to do here is put a bit of pressure on the soil with the water to break the soil a small bit and loosen it up. So it makes it easier for the shoots to break through the soil and come up out of it. And to stop all the soil being pushed up into the air like a blanket over the shoots. If you've used vermiculite to cover the seed, this won't be as necessary because it'll be easier for the shoots to come through the vermiculite, but still water from the top at this point to help them. You're going to keep watering from the top like this every couple of days to help the shoots come out, usually until around day 12. And with cilantro, some shoots will come up quicker than others. I'll usually put them under the lights after about day 10, and at this point usually all of the shoots haven't came out at this stage. But I put them under the lights because the shoots that have came out, they just get too elongated if you keep them out of the light any longer so they start just growing really long and straggly if you don't put them under the light because they're just getting longer and longer searching for the light so after about day 12 when the majority of the shoots have broken through the soil from that point on then it's just going to be a case of watering them every couple of days from the bottom you have to be careful with cilantro microgreens because they're fairly sensitive to getting dry and they'll bend over and wilt easily if they get too dry so 
keep an eye on them. So then it's time to wait for the first true leaf to come onto the plants. That's the first proper cilantro leaf that shoots up after the cotyledon leaves. And I suppose it's shaped a little bit like a maple leaf maybe, or maybe not quite. But you'll notice it easily because it's a really nice leaf and it's totally different to the cotyledon ones. And chefs really like that leaf because it looks really nice on their dishes. You're going to start seeing those leaves come out roughly after about 17 days. And you can harvest at this point really. The majority of the plants won't have their true leaves yet but it still tastes great. I let it grow for about another 5 days though until the majority of the plants have the true leaves on them. The reason I do this is because most of the chefs that I sell to they want those true leaves on them because they really like them and they make their food look great. Some chefs aren't as picky and they only want them to add in for flavour. I actually have two chefs that only add them into lamb dishes and they just use them for flavour so they don't mind what they look like. So it's always good to just ask your chef what way they want them. So on day 21 that's when you're going to harvest them so it's a long grow cycle and it's a long time to have that space on your shelf taken up by them. When you're going to harvest them you're going to want to cut them about an inch above the soil with either a scissors or a knife and if you've grown them like this using this method and everything has went well in a 10 by 20 inch grown tray you should get about 250 grams of cilantro microgreens from that tray so the yield isn't great and it takes a long time to grow so make sure you charge as much as you can for it to make it worth your while i can charge six euros and 50 cents per 50 grams of this i'm just looking at it here and that converts into seven us dollars and 60 cents so that would give our tray a value of 32 euro and 50 cent or 37 dollars and 50 cents this sounds great and there's nothing wrong with it for a tray of plants that were just after growing but if it's a business you're running you have to think about it a bit differently so that tray has actually spent 11 days under lights and it's not the lighting cost that's the issue it's the space that's if you're like me and you're limited for space if you've got plenty of space you're fine so a spot under the lights has been taken up for 11 days and in that time three or four different trays of brassicas could have been finished in that space so do you see where i'm coming from here so cilantro microgreens are a really nice microgreen it's just not the best at the length of time they take up the space and the lower kind of yield that you get from them so that's why i said at the start i only grow them if chefs ask me for them otherwise i usually try and promote the more profitable microgreens but if a chef does ask me to grow it i will because most likely they'll always buy other varieties off you too so it is is a good microgreen to become good at growing i hope i did a good job at explaining that i know it's more of a visual thing to explain how microgreens are growing and that's why i've made a blog post to accompany this episode complete with pictures of every step and instructions and you can view that at microgreensentrepreneur.com forward slash cilantro microgreens and i've left the link for that in the show notes too and you can just click on that if you want so that about does it for this week's episode thanks a million for listening i hope you enjoyed the episode if you're interested in starting a microgreens business and you're wondering what the first steps are in doing that i've created a free ebook for you a beginner's guide to starting a microgreens business and that goes through all the steps you need to take from ordering your supplies all the way to making your first sale and you can get that at microgreensentrepreneur.com forward slash ebook and i will leave a link for that in the show notes too if you did enjoy the episode i'd really really appreciate it if you left a review on apple podcasts I really appreciate the ones that are there already and if you've already left one thanks a million it really helps with the show's ranking and helps let people know that it exists so that is it thanks again for listening hope you have a great week and I will catch you on the next episode